0: Where
1: I What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Games Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amin. Hello. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Sam Clayborne. Hi, Damon. Hi, everybody. Hello there. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, the different approaches Sony and Microsoft are taking to uh, revealing aspects of their next-gen console. We're going to hear an absolutely insane story from one of our listeners that was on vacation when the whole pandemic started. It's a Ooh. very, very cool story. Uh, no, it's actually a really interesting story. But first, let's talk about what we've been playing because I have a feeling people are still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and we actually have uh, a couple email questions from our listeners about that. Oh, cool. Is that true? Is everyone still playing Final Fantasy
0: yeah, yep.
1: yeah, like gonna, crazy.
0: Going to be I'm, for a while. I
1: Actually, can only
2: play. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say I can only play like sixty or ninety minutes a night. So I made mm-hmm. it to. Um, I just got to Wall Market last night, and it was like twelve fifteen. I'm like, I don't. Want, <laughs> I need to go to bed. So yeah. I saved. I saved a really, really cool, good part of the game for tonight. Nice.
3: I'm in the tunnel on the way there, with all the hands.
2: Yeah, I just so, did the hand stuff last night, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. What? So, what chapter
1: is that? Do you know? Nine. Nine. Okay.
0: I'm in eleven, so I'm just after the whole Wall Markets uh series in a spooky okay. chapter. Mm.
1: Uh well, I actually have played very little because I have been uh watching season five of Better Call Saul mm-hmm. with my Knights instead, which is great. Um but I want to hear from you guys it, uh, are you still enjoying it? Everyone's still super it, into it? It's very good. Um it's very good. I, to For me
2: personally, it's not a game of the year candidate, although I do think I actually really, really agree with our 8 out of 10 score, which is like, it's mm. a great game, but it's like the side quests are all like pretty stupid, and there's like, <laughs> you know, the filler stuff is like clearly filler. Um, And filler can be fine, but the filler in Final Fantasy 7 just adds nothing <laughs> at all. Mm. <laughs> it just adds <laughs> runtime. Like all the stuff in the run-up to uh, Sector 5, where there's these like sort of pseudo-dungeons you're running through, and I'm like, I don't know. I I think the combat system's excellent. I think the voice acting is, you know, some of the best I've heard in a video game. Like I'm really really enjoying it. It's great. Um I don't think it quite reaches that like top top tier in my opinion.
0: Hmm. So, Genius, um- yeah. I'm at this point now where um, the boss fights are actually getting really tricky, uh, mm-hmm. where I have to genuinely think about my materia, um, you know, what I have equipped for everybody in my party, and then my strategy. And I've started to get to the point where I'm actually looking up guides to see what um, people are saying, like what you should come in equipped with, uh, and what some of the boss behaviors are, because man, like, flipping between certain phases can get really tricky to balance those things. So I'm in the like full on final fantasy strategizing mode where normally, you know, you'd be focused on uh, doing that in battle because you can mostly take your time with the turn-based functionality, but here you only have so much. So it's officially tricky for me (laughs) and it's, it's, it's good, but actually this is normally the phase in an RPG where I would be going and doing all that filler stuff Mm -hmm. to like theoretically level up, but it doesn't feel quite the same kind of progression system Uh, In Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm just going through with it and figuring it out.
1: Sam, what do you think? Uh, Is there too much filler in Final Fantasy VII Remake?
0: It's funny, as I said before, the whole game's filler.
3: Like, there's like, you know, three hours of game that's been turned into 30. So, you know, they're filling 30 hours, and some of it's good and some of it's just fine, but it's definitely, uh, you know, just kind of a giant, big game I want to go back and play a lot right now. That's what I need. That's what I want. And it's like the only thing that's done that this year for me. And I, it's absolutely the game I want to play most this year. It's my favorite game so far.
1: Uh, we, Like I said, we got several e- emails from uh, listeners about Final Fantasy VII Remake this week. This is August in Utah. Uh, so this is a question for Sam and anyone else to whom this may apply. I've recently been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and I'm loving knowing that this game doesn't contain the full story. I'm tempted to buy the original Final Fantasy VII Problem is, I'm not really into turn based JRPGs. Is it worth playing the original at this point, or should I just wait who knows how long until the remake part two? I mean, there's it's not even the same
3: story, it's not even close. It's like <laughs> the names of people and locations are the same, and like maybe that there's like this light eco terrorism plot, but like nothing in this game. There's like Jesse's not even in the other game, or if she is, she's like maybe like one line of dialogue or something. Biggs and Wedge. They're not even like, they're like a joke names that are barely in the game because they're a reference to Star Wars. Like, they're not characters. So it's like, this game is not that game. If you're going to play going forward, it's just a bunch of stuff about Sephiroth and Cloud. And like, if you're tempted to see that, that's fine. You're going to be reading it. It's very uh, silly, but you, at least you can fast forward that entire game now and like let it play itself. So if you really just want to see the story, like the old stuff that kind of bothers people about that game is like very like skippable. And stuff like that. Now, not that I'm saying that you should do that or that I encourage it. I'm just saying you
2: can't. It's interesting. You know, some of the stuff really is like directly ported one to one. Like, there's it, anything in the remake that you're like, this feels weird, is probably from Final Fantasy 7 Like, the little, hmm. the, there's like a, it's literally like 30 seconds long, a little stealth segment where you have to sneak out of Aerith's house. And like, if you bump into any garbage or anything, she comes out of a room. She's like, "Where are you going?" And it's like that's in that's in the original game. Like, there's all there's all these cute little moments that like clearly the people you know making the remake had so much reverence and care and attention to detail in the original. Um, this you know the game's full of you know full of beats. Like even some of the areas that were pre rendered backgrounds in Final Fantasy VII. Are now fully realized 3D areas, but like you can walk around a pipe and like find a chest in the same spot that it was in the original game. Um, Hmm. But then it's all just kind of, you know, blown up and expanded 10x. Um, August, I would recommend skipping Final Fantasy 7. Like you're not getting the complete story, but you are getting a complete story. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: So I was reading the comments on our article about the 18 games that seemingly have vanished uh, basically into development hell. And a lot of people were saying Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, yeah, which beautiful. I thought was interesting. I'm like, I'm obviously not familiar with the original game, but a lot of people were saying like, this wasn't the game that we were expecting or that we were, that we were promised. So it seems like just this whole new chapter, just with these like reverential kind of uh, Easter eggs, guess, as far as they've been saying. Yeah.
1: There's definitely an, an anti Final Fantasy VII Remake contingency out there now that I, doesn't like the uh, liberties that they took with the story, I guess.
2: I, uh, it is, I don't know. I, I consider it to be more faithful than <clears throat> Sam. Um, you know, Jesse, like it really follows beat for beat, but then just they inserted new stuff in the middle of it. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's just, I'm saying the beats are like 5% of the full game. Like, it's like, there's no way. There's there's so much dialogue in this game. There's so many instances that, like, the beats are, like, I wouldn't even notice there are a beat in the previous game. It's like, I'm just walking between a, a boss fight and a boss fight, and in this game, it's like, yeah, that's a chapter. It's crazy. I, I, I can't believe how much they put into it. I, I'm surprised there's a backlash because at the very least, they're, like, you know, ex- exploding the characters and making mm-hmm. them real people instead of, like, what they were in that game, which is, like, you know, over many hours of playing you can delve into a backstory for them and stuff but by the time you understand who Tifa or Aerith even are you have like 20 you know, you know other characters that have been introduced and like in your party you have five or six by that point in the normal game so it just feels
1: so different i like having
3: so much time with each
1: does the voice of wedge sound familiar to anyone yeah yeah it's badger yeah badger <laughs> from breaking bad it's really good
3: yeah I think it's, it's very funny
1: and is it like a, is it a known thing that Biggs is uh, modeled after Charlie Sheen from Hot Shots?
3: No, I brought that up. I thought that, I, I noticed that I was like, oh, he looks like the guy that looks like Charlie Sheen and the guy that sounds like Badger. Yeah. That's how I've been
1: describing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hot Shots is like an early 90s movie and uh, Final Fantasy VII was, what, 1997? So He has and that there, bandana. Yeah, exactly. Oh. has that red bandana. Okay. And there's, of course, a long history of Japanese games just straight up copying characters from action <laughs> movies. It's usually Rambo
3: or the Terminator.
1: Yep, it is usually those two. <laughs> or both. Or, encounter- Kyle, or Kyle Reese from uh, Terminator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Brant. Another email. Brant says, "Love what you guys do. You're all very funny and personable, and you all knock my gaming socks off." I'm a first time questioner, but here goes. I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, really enjoying it. When it hit me. I almost never use any of the disposable items in video games, uh, with maybe the exception of healing items. For example, in FF7 Remake, I have never used anything but potions and phoenix downs. No buffs, debuffs, or damage items. I realized I've done this with Dark Souls and many other RPGs. It's not exactly that I don't want to use them, but I'm scared I'll need them later for something. I am an item hoarder. Mm -hmm. Got me wondering, do you all use varied amounts of disposable items in RPGs, or do you rarely use them as well? What's your disposable item strategy?
0: I am a thousand percent on the same page as that. Like, I always feel like, <laughs> do I want to sacrifice these three grenades I have? I only have three grenades and I'm a little bit crazy because I make sure I have a certain level of potions, high potions, mega potions, Phoenix down. And then after every battle, I go back to like, I need to have 20 mm-hmm. in my inventory at every single, every, before every single battle. So even if I know that I'm going through these battles and I'm not using all 20, I need to make sure I have it just in case. It's like a fail safe mechanism, mm-hmm. like, like a security blanket. A security yeah. blanket of potions.
3: My whole arc of gameplay is figuring out how I can just cast spells and then replenish my MP without ever using an item. So, like, you know, using a cure item is so much worse than using a spell, but then I got to figure out the MP, so then I figure out all these ways to save MP. That's, like, that's all I do in the, in a game like this. And uh, uh, I, I actually just replayed an entire boss fight because I used two max potions, and I felt terrible <laughs> afterwards. Like, I played for, like, 30 <laughs> minutes afterwards, and I was like... I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I went back and replayed the boss fight with Otis.
0: I've definitely I, done that where I haven't like finished the boss battle, but I feel like I expended way too much too early in it. So I'm mm-hmm. like, "No, nope, that wasn't that wasn't flawless." And I it. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't
2: the, one. the fates intervened and mm-hmm. uh, you tried the fight again. Um, my default state is the same as you two. Like I'm an item hoarder, I don't like spending that stuff, but what sort of got me out of that habit or turned me around was um I don't beat most video games anymore anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I put them down and move on to another game. And so in my mind, I'm like, look, if I'm not even going to see this thing all the way through, like, let's just blow all the items. Mm-hmm. Let's just use them. I don't even know if I'm going to be playing this game tomorrow or next week. So, like, I, <laughs> I managed to break that habit and live in the moment now and just, uh, you know, sort of maximize my fun in that gameplay session. And I'll worry about tomorrow, later.
0: <laughs> I hear people make that argument for like cell phone covers. Like, oh, I want to enjoy the design of the cell phone. Oh, I, don't yeah. really I also by the time I do not use a cell phone cover. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It, it goes out know. of my hand so
3: quickly if i don't use a cell phone cover and i would like to, to like have like just the glass and and steel or whatever case like i think that's a great idea but man it's just on the ground immediately like immediately like if i take off my click case to clean it which is a good in your cases uh it's on the ground mm-hmm. like usually the, on the second cement. it's
0: vulnerable it's just out of your exactly
3: <laughs> um I was gonna say the ultimate item management game like item management the game is resident Evil and uh resident yeah. Evil. Uh, uh, Two and three uh recently and four especially you know that game is all about like, redo this area to use less ammo <laughs> yeah if you can use seven handgun shots instead of 12 do
1: <laughs> and there's like you know you have to use healing items in uh in resident evil there's no spell mm-hmm. you know no replenishable uh healing source so yeah the, man the only spell is to get good
3: Well,
0: that's a very like survival (laughs) horror thing in general, like resource management. Inventory management. Now that's a whole other deal.
1: Yeah. So in games like Menus, man, I love them. So in games like Final (laughs) Fantasy with potions, there should be a new like uh, measurement for like when you beat the game, like how fast did you beat it, and how many potions do you have on hand at the end of the game?
2: Or they should say. Or, like what if they said like you're forty percent through this game like it's fine- like you could have used nine ethers by
3: this <laughs> yeah. point, like it's fine, don't worry about it.
0: just yeah. messages of encouragement, like we yeah. give you grenades for a reason, use them <laughs> yeah.
3: why don't they just let me take my ten potions and make them into a max potion. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys Um, tried to heal in the environment? Have you, like, stopped and tried to heal with potions just because you have extra? Because I had, like, 55 potions, and I just sat, and you have to, like, choose these menus to heal yourself, and it's, like... You get this little pattern going. It's like a cheat code. It's like up a a up a up a a up. <laughs> just do it over and over again.
0: Well, I do that, but just with with my cure spell mm, because I spell feel like it's them. it's yeah it's it's easier to replenish your MP in an automatic mm. way than actually spending potions that don't replenish without you buying.
2: I had to figure out. I have an embarrassing. You know, I'm like 10 hours into the game, um, and I couldn't figure out how to cast the stronger healing magic or stronger attack magic. Oh the yeah, is- yeah. You hit right on the D-pad, like, you know, and then it toggles over to the next stronger one. But this is when I figured out that my D-pad is broken. Whoa. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not. And I'm like, maybe it's the right trigger. Maybe it's like the right. And I tried like every single button on my controller and it didn't work. And then um, I've been playing the game with a busted PlayStation controller for 10 hours. So um, I guess the story has a happy ending. But um, I was it was just a weird moment I had last night. So what do you finally have busted controller? Well, I switched. I have a second one. Okay. And good. Then it worked. I'm like, oh, yeah, this works fine.
3: I had a PlayStation controller just completely die on me. It's just dead now. It won't mm-hmm. charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my joy cons just started drifting this week. And wow. they do it in Animal Crossing where you have to, like, I know it's not a huge gameplay game, but there is a moment in that game where you have to aim to fish or to hit something with your shovel. And it's, it is important in the game. And I just, it sucks so bad. It sucks.
2: Yep. My, uh, my Joy-Con just started drifting too. Just last week, and like it, it, like it, it happened. It was like a tiny drift, and then it became a bad drift right away, like really, yeah. really quickly. And now I'm missing my rocks all the time, Damon. Mm-hmm. I'm casting my fishing line in the wrong spot.
3: Wow. And if people don't know what that is, it just means that your character or your motion keeps on going past where you want it to. It just keeps on going, or when you're not
1: touching anything, it'll like actually go and no. Fun. Uh, do you have replacement joy cons? No.
3: Although I'm sitting in front of a box right now that has four Wii remotes in box I just noticed. So, That's useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a Super Mario Brothers 3 strategy guide.
0: Some I've uh, randomly I've been randomly thinking about getting one of those customized um, atomic purple Joy-Cons cuz I just mm-hmm. I love atomic purple anything in general. So, good excuse. Yeah. I'm sort of waiting for my Joy-Cons to, to crap out because my nephew keeps trying to play um, Aladdin now. That's his, mm. his little latest game. Uh, but once they do, I'm going to get on that Atomic Purple Joy-Con.
3: That's a good yeah. idea. Those are custom, though, so some, you have to buy the shells and then somebody has to put them together?
0: Yeah, like I, I think people on Etsy sell those kinds of things. So Oh, they put them pre-assembled? So I Ooh. think so. I think some people are selling them.
3: Mm. All right. Well, if you get the kit, Don't we can make me. it a, a craft project at IGN when we're all back.
0: There
1: you go. <laughs> all right, I have something to show you guys. This is something I'm going to be spending some time with uh, over the f- next uh, few days. Can you see this? Ooh. Uh, Evercade? It's the, this is called the Evercade. It's a new portable retro system that uses cartridges. Uh, I'll show you. It comes with, like, cartridge packs of games. Like, this is the Namco Museum Pack. <laughs> That includes Galaxian, Pac-Man, Xevious, Mappy, Dig Dug, uh, Star Luster, something I've never heard of, Battle Cars, Metal Marine, Libble Ravel, Quad Challenge, and Mappy Kids. Did you know there's a Mappy Kid? I didn't know about Mappy Kids. Well, Mappy Adult is pretty
3: scandalous, so they needed to do that.
1: It's true. Uh, Yeah, I'm thinking about reviewing this for IGN. Did Did it come with the other carts, or did it just come with that cart? It comes this, like, they call it the premium pack. Comes with three card pack, cartridge pack, and then they sent me more. So it's like this is what it looks like.
0: Cute. Oh, and I
3: these was kind of like color. colored.
1: These that's are the cartridges. So cool. This is the Interplay collection and the Atari um, collection that it comes with. Comes with some weird stuff like a, a an Atari 7800 game from 1990 called Alien Brigade. That's a on rail shooter like Operation. Cool. Hmm. Um, yeah. I was just talking
2: to Seth Macy about this exact machine, and we couldn't figure out. The carts are weird because it's not like there's hundreds and hundreds of carts. You know, there's like 12, but then each cart has like 15 games on it. And we're like, why? like yeah. why is it set up this way? It's not like they're limited on space, but they're by manufacturer, right? So, like a Namco cart yep. and an yep, Atari yep, cart, yep, yep. like then other classic companies.
1: This is Technos. So, you get Double Dragon, One Two, R- River City Ransom, Dodgeball, uh, Renegade, Crashing the Boys. Uh it is manufactured in the UK, so there's like uh yeah. like spectrum stuff and like uh Lots of typos. <laughs> yes, typos. <laughs> just I'm just talking about like computer games that we are not gonna be very familiar with. But like That's Interplay Collection 2 Earthworm Gem two, uh Claymates, Clay Fighter Two, Rad Gravity. Anyway.
3: Hey, is that did you get it all in one bundle?
1: Yeah, they sent me the premium pack and then they sent me all the extra okay cartridge packs too.
3: And they're kind of like Genesis cartridges? Uh, like the cases? Don't they're like this. Not the cartridge itself, but the case is like a plastic case?
1: Yes. Cool. They come in a plastic case. So it's cool. It's like a, it's an interesting way of approaching retro gaming. Actually, that's still using hardware. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can you hook it up to your telly? You can. It comes with an HDMI cable. Neato. Um About this article that uh, went up today on IGN that Tina mentioned 18 games that seemingly vanished, and there are some infamous missing games on here, and then some things that I wasn't even aware of were a thing. So some interesting stuff. Uh, one of them is In the Valley of Gods. That one is from Campo Santo. Uh, and what they're the Firewatch team, is that right? Yeah. They got bought by Valve. Yeah. So they just had to make Half Life Alex instead, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, I think
3: they, they did, like, and they talked about it publicly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like, first, exactly. they're like, "We can do this," and then,
3: and they're going to keep on making this game, and then they're like, "No." It's officially put on
2: hold now. They announced, which is you know, bummer. That game looked great, but um, you know, that writing staff is contributing to you know other big Valve projects. Like, fair enough, I guess.
1: Yeah.
3: I uh, hope they they're... all sat around and had a big, uh, you know, pizza order, and they, they said, "Okay, we're going to take who wants to keep working on this game and who wants to work on Half-Life," and I hope it is unanimous. <laughs> They wanted to work on Half-Life and that their pizza was really good. That's I'm what sure my hope they were, is.
0: I'm real sure they were given a decision in that matter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's how decisions are made, right?
2: But that's oh, how yeah. Valve works, right? Like people can yeah. kind of work on what they want there, supposedly.
0: Actually, that's true. Yeah. Supposedly people sort of like invent their own job titles yeah. and and have the freedom to walk into a project and just announce that they're working on it at that point. So yeah, maybe remember, maybe the pizza remember, story is right.
1: Remember all those all those years ago when the like Valve employee handbook apparently Mm -hmm. and they just talked about how everyone everything is flat, people just make up their own job titles and work on whatever they want to work on Yep, their desks are on wheels, they can just wheel themselves around (laughs) Uh, Okay, Witchfire Does anyone remember a game called Witchfire? Only from reading this article today (laughs) Two years, four months, and 14 days ago It's a Uh, witchy shooter uh, It's from the developer of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter This one I was not aware of Apparently, it's still in development, and they say uh, an April blog post from last year says it, it'll be done when it's done, so we'll see. What about Metroid Prime 4? That one we know was sort of restarted, right? Yep. Yeah,
3: at least they told us it was going to be MIA for a little while by saying they're yeah. restarting development from scratch.
0: Man. I think we've still only seen a logo from that game.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they it, restarted yeah, that. So they, they had to start from scratch the logo, too.
1: Uh, from Ubisoft there is a couple from Ubisoft Skull and Bones the pirate game that was announced uh, three E3s ago that has just sort of disappeared from Ubisoft's release radar I don't know is that game ever going to come out?
2: yeah it will in my opinion um i think i've joked about this before but you can you can chart my arc of announcement of that game. like there's a 60 second journey i went on where i'm like oh my god they're finally doing it they're making a pirate adventure game and an assassin's creed spinoff and then it was uh i don't know that it's only multiplayer but it's it's more of like a division like experience where you know it's really multiplayer focused and um and uh then my interest plummeted (laughs) through the floor
3: yeah I think yeah, Sea of we'll- Thieves like ate its lunch, man. I don't I don't see how there's room for it. If Sea of Thieves is doing good now and people like it, what how are you gonna draw a pirate a multiplayer pirate community away from one that's already established? Unless I feel like
0: for at least a few nice. of these I feel like for at least a few of these there's a level of like, eh, well we've delayed enough. Like should we just wait and, and start to amp up production for next gen title instead mm-hmm. and then sort of do the reboot on audiences at that point.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, there's Payday Three, game that was announced almost four years ago. Uh, Payday is the uh, f- uh, first-person shooters where you're bank robbers, right? Am I, yeah. am I describing that accurately? Uh, but the uh, the developer Starbreeze has uh, had a lot of uh, money issues, and I think they had were in they were recon- in a reconstruction process last year. I don't know what the current status of Payday Three is. The Talos Principle Two.
3: You know, Payday 2 is still like a top 50 Steam game most days.
1: Yeah.
0: For good reason.
1: Yeah. Like, it's good.
0: It's real fun. Loyal
3: Mm -hmm. audience. That would make me say, like, why even bother doing a Payday 3, which is a consideration. But yeah, the fact that their company is having it, I didn't even know about that. So
0: that's the like Destiny 1, Destiny 2 argument. Like, Mm -hmm. just keep supporting the original game. But then, you know, if they want to do some sort of new, um, vision for it, then they want to like kind of reboot and have the community be able to follow along, but there's no real progression. So mm-hmm.
3: worked for Destiny, did not for Division Two. Maybe, maybe. It's hard to say.
2: Two worlds, three. Really, you skipped. You skipped Talos Principle. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He said
0: I mean, it and then uh, went. Yeah,
2: apart. I I just I, first of all I was so excited because I didn't know what talos Principle Two was announced. Um, I just completely <laughs> you just learned completely this. missed it. Whatever year, um, was no, that
0: like a roller coaster for you? It's announced though. I haven't heard yeah, from it. In three yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe canceled. We don't know. Um. Yeah, Talos Principle is really underrated. It's a first person puzzle game that's um, not as good as Portal 1 and 2, but it's in that same vein. First person por- uh, puzzle game with a really interesting, sort of mind bending, not like twisty twist, but like it goes in an unexpected direction. And um, I think that game's really underrated and really good. And, um, you know, I hope they finish up that sequel and it comes out someday.
1: Well, apparently that team is currently working on Serious Sam 4. And that's their priority, which is just seems not the same sort of game as a first person puzzle game like Talos <laughs> yeah. Principle. Two Worlds Three. I did not know they were trying to make a third two worlds.
3: Well, did you know they were making a three worlds two? <laughs>
1: that's not what, what? <laughs> uh, and uh, I guess in early 2019, there's a uh, t- top where the developer is still saying that Two Worlds Three is still in development, still coming. With a release so, window 2022.
2: Two Worlds is horrible.
1: Like, just a yeah.
2: truly yeah. awful game. Two and they Worlds, made a sequel. <laughs> but Two Worlds 2 is bad to mediocre. Okay. And so, the arc of like from horrible to like mediocre, it's like mm-hmm. they're on a path <laughs> to like, <laughs> by the time they reach the
0: fourth one, it's gonna be game of the year.
1: Okay, good. In in 2030. Yeah, Two let's,
0: Maybe let's mark the, the date. Third one. Let's mark the date Justin <laughs> Davis predicts, and then we'll, we'll revisit. Game of
2: the year. It's like, it's the arc of the Witcher games, although they never started off bad.
1: Uh, it has been four years, four months, and eight days since System Shock 3 was announced. Yeah, RIP. Apparently, well, what's apparently... The, what's, the, what's the update? says it's still, like, still in development. Okay.
0: Well, they, like, fired the entire team, or whatever, you know, the entire team uh, that was originally working on it is no longer there and working on it, so that's mm. you'll you'll hear a lot of those stories in association with a lot of these, um, where like teams get rebooted or they hand it off to another developer entirely, that kind of thing. So it becomes really disruptive, I imagine. And then there's different visions between the teams, that kind of thing.
3: It's just a game name now.
0: It's just an IP. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just an IP. Uh,
1: this one I hadn't heard of. Red Ash, the Indelible Legend from KG uh, KG uh, Inafune.
3: I didn't hear There's that either, movies. and of course I love Mega Man and Infune. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did that that weird Recore game. Is that what it was? Yeah, um, he did Recore, and of course uh, but, Mighty but, Number Nine. But yeah. and neither were received well. But I didn't even hear about this one, and it even described it as a Mega Man esque. Yeah,
0: yeah. spiritual successor. Yeah, as they say. Mm-hmm.
1: The website is still alive. Still alive, but I don't. I wouldn't expect that one to come. Is that I'm the sure. one that raised like eight hundred thousand bucks too? Uh, yeah, they, they tried to but it, it failed, you know, it fa- it was a failed kickstarter.
3: Oh, it didn't reach the mark that they needed.
1: Yeah, it fell ve- okay. fell well short.
0: It's one of those mm-hmm. classic kickstarter scenarios.
1: Mm-hmm. Wayward Wayward Tide was uh announced from by uh Stardew Valley's publisher 5 oh, yeah. years, 7 months and 14 days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has
3: this other game that he's doing. Do well, but this Yeah, it's the publisher just the publisher, oh,
1: yeah. The-, the actual developer. Uh, I think development on Wayward Tide has been halted. Hmm. We say it's in development hell. And this one, I actually, this one uh, really upsets me. Wild. The game, wild. This game looks so cool. Hmm. Uh, from Ubisoft, I think we've gotten two trailers, but it's been a couple of years at least, maybe three years since the last trailer dropped. It's been five years, eight months, and ten days since Wild was announced.
2: Hmm. There were there were rumors about Wild this week, weren't there? Now, I don't remember the provenance of them or where I read them. I think I heard some rumors around maybe it was going to be revealed as a PS5 title, Um, but I yeah. may, have, may have dreamed that.
0: Well, there were yeah. some job listings posted for yeah. the game specifically, so I think people are like projecting and assuming that that has something to do with it. So at maybe least there's, there's some level of development still happening.
1: Dead Island hey, Two. Oh, wait, go
3: ahead, Damon. Hold on. It just occurred to me. We should probably check in on KJ Nifune. What? What? Where is this guy? Was
1: I mean? Let's, let's make
3: sure he's okay. Let's check he put, in.
1: He put out Mighty Number no. Nine, and it was uh, you know it wasn't great. It wasn't well yeah. received. Yeah, yeah. That's worrying. It's been a he while. Couldn't, he couldn't pull a bloodstained. No, no. On that, Dead Island Two was announced five years, ten months, twelve days ago. Uh, Yeah, I guess that one is still in development. There was news about that, right, Tina? Uh,
0: I don't remember. You tell me.
1: It's been been switched developers multiple times.
3: Oh, that's what I was (laughs) Okay, Man, that's crazy. I mean, what's the point at that point? I know. I guess it is like Tina was saying. It's the IP, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Deep down is the Capcom... uh, I don't I don't know if it was ever actually a game, uh, but it looks like a dungeon crawler. It was shown at the reveal of the PlayStation 4 event seven years, two months, one day ago. Um but that one's just on hold, apparently. I think it was actually shown at TGS in more of a playable uh state, but I don't I don't I don't know that deep down was ever actually planned to be a game.
3: Mm-hmm. And there now are another the,
0: dissolved. Yeah, there are another one of those where the original yeah. team isn't working on it, so bit of a restart there.
1: I feel like Justin might know something about Star Citizen.
2: <laughs> Why? I just
1: it um, seems like like a Justin game, like a Justy game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, what that game didn't disappear though. Like it's still it's just um, it's well, just in con- like permanent alpha, right? It's controversial because they keep collecting more and more and more money from their fans and backers. Like you're buying these digital spaceships or so the promise of future digital spaceships that cost hundreds of dollars and like some detractors consider it a scam like they've raised hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and have never delivered a video game but i have a little bit more balanced take which is they're really really transparent about their development processes and their roadmap and um why things are taking more time than they think they do and why things are turning out more ambitious than they thought so is that money being well spent is it being mismanaged like is that game ever going to come out i you know i don't know but like that company, like you can go to their website and see everything that they're doing and working on and what they spent the last three months making. So, um, you know, we'll see. But um, yeah, it is very, very, very ambitious, uh, maybe too ambitious, but um, I don't think it's accurate to call it like, well, they're just taking
1: people's money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people in the comments are trying to call it a scam, but that, yeah. that may be a little dramatic. Uh Hellraid is a game from Techland, developer of the first Dead Island, and then uh they moved on to dying. Hellraid was announced seven years, seven months and twenty-six days ago. And in twenty fifteen, uh Techland's CEO said it is definitely not dead, but five years later, still not out.
0: This uh, one's cool because we actually got an updated statement um from them as well. Uh effectively one, Hel- saying, Yeah, so we got an original statement for that one. The whole purpose of this post was to try to get updates on some of these games uh, and a lot of people just kind of no commented. Um, But in this case, they actually reached out and said that uh, it was originally being developed in parallel to dying light um, by a much smaller Mm -hmm. team, but they had to shift all of their resources over because their expectations for the uh, project were growing. So um, they, they shifted the focus prioritized dying light uh, and then we're working on that and we're, we're expecting it to be as big of an undertaking, I guess, as it was. Um, So they are for now putting it on hold.
1: Got okay. it. And then, actually, Dying Light Two is on hold, or it's not on hold, but uh, doesn't have any release date currently. I don't believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Routine, a promising PC horror game announced in 2012, but I've never heard of this one.
3: Hmm. Yeah, we say that
1: one in development hell. And then I don't know if this one counts. Agent is a uh, you know the Rockstar game that was supposed to be a PlayStation Three exclusive. Uh, I don't know we say it's in development hell I don't think that game is in any sort of development
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that one it's been so long how many years 10 years that like clearly that game doesn't exist anymore but it's rockstar and it was announced on stage at a Sony E3 press conference so it's like that's why it, it continues popping up in people's minds
0: I think yeah. the um, the thing that's pe- leading people to think like this game is never going to happen also is they finally abandoned the trademark. Uh, they didn't like re up that. Oh. At, uh, I think like two years ago or so. so. Yeah,
1: yeah, twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the other Ubisoft game is Beyond Good and Evil Two, mm. which yeah, and that's uh, even longer than Agent. Since it I happened. mean, apparently it was announced eleven years ago. <laughs> I know we well, just got that first trailer in what twenty. 20-
2: Fifteen, but it's yeah. a very, very different. Like you know, it's a completely different project now. Like you know, they had a CG yeah. trailer eleven years ago where it looked like it was going to be you know just kind of like tradition like a pretty straight up sequel to the original. Yeah. But now, now you know, Michel Ancel is a very, very different vision for that product.
3: And they showed like two E3s ago, like like pl- some some kind of controller held demo of that game. Yeah, it um, looked great. It's cool. I think it's cool that Ubisoft has like all of these projects that are ongoing or being worked on, and that are you know kind of announced and in the background. Like that company is working on so many games at once all the time.
0: It's that's good. And then inevitably, stuff we also don't even know about.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're rapidly becoming a a, just a really cool lead uh, Earth game developer.
1: Yeah. let's check in with the listeners hey listeners
3: hey,
1: again listeners remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Victor from Gothenburg Sweden did Victor says thanks for keeping your spirits up and continuing to produce the show much appreciated we're, we're trying
2: yeah well we don't we don't have any choice
3: they yeah. make us
1: yeah there's also all these technical issues happening that you 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 the viewer and listener won't ever experience, but uh sometimes pretty soon. Oh, they're seeing some of it. They're seeing some of it. (laughs) Sometimes this can be a struggle. Anyway, Victor says, A lot of people a lot of people seem to think that Sony has dropped the ball on the release of the PlayStation Five as far as hype. I myself can feel my love for Xbox creeping back in, and since getting an Xbox sad edition during Black Friday, I'm starting to look more and more towards the series instead of the PS five. They have Black Friday in Sweden. Wow,
3: that's really cool. Uh, What do you think of Sony? It's Gothenburg, but Goth is in the name, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's all coming together. It's all pretty spooky. What do you think? (laughs) 31 something (laughs) spooky. What do you think that Sony should do to get the hype train rolling again since the COVID 19 situation is screwing things up worldwide? Do you think it would benefit them to delay the release and reassure people that when it drops, it will be with X titles and that their teams will have more time to make those games even uh I think oh sorry Damon. I think I think Sony
2: will be fine. Um I you know I've been critical of the rollout of the PlayStation 5 on Scoop for a few weeks now, but then the little tiny morsels that they do give people, like the controller was what like the biggest gaming post on Instagram ever of all time. Yeah. Like yeah. people went completely ape for the logo when they revealed the logo even though it's just the PlayStation 4 logo with a 5 pasted over it. So it's like if that console comes out on time, like if they hit their date and like it's out and available this fall, like Sony is going to be completely, completely fine. They only feel behind just because they're not they're not saying anything yet, whereas Xbox is saying a lot.
0: But that's a thousand percent the affordances that they get having the community that they have and having mm-hmm. built that goodwill and and faithful community through the PS4. Um, it's I, they're riding a lot on the PS4. None of that has to necessarily do with the PS5 because we actually don't know a ton about it. Um, although you know lately with a couple that like gdc talk or gdc replacement talk for instance with mark cerny certainly dove into a little bit of the more like technical details but um it's it's easier for them i would say so hype wise no they're not in it like obviously the the way that our instagram post performance and and all this other content is doing indicates that they're not at risk of losing any of that hype but i still would love to you know be hearing from those guys more often and uh, be, get excited about like fundamental things about the PS5, not just like hearsay or logos or whatever mm-hmm. else.
3: I think yeah. we put too much stock in the console itself being this interesting thing that can be revealed. There's lots of interesting things about a console, but the games are so much more interesting. And I think yeah. the hype that's going to build around this is going to be around the damn games. And they need to start talking about them so we can be hyped. They've been like they've been just because someone's not saying
2: something doesn't mean that that thing doesn't exist, right? <laughs> like Horizon Zero Dawn has been in development. The yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn two, like that game doesn't. They've never announced it, but like <laughs> they've been working on it for years and years and years. Like yeah. there is another God of War coming. There is another Spider Man coming. Like when they when they reveal like the full force of that console and its lineup, like you know they're gonna. I, I do think that the steps up to now have been a mistake, and they should have been more in lockstep with Sony or uh, with Microsoft rather in in sort of you know dribbling information out to users. But like they'll be able to close that gap very very quickly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it's like it's,
0: GTA Six. You know, like obviously people are going to be excited for GTA Six. You don't have to know anything other than the fact that it's in development to be excited about it, simply from yeah. pedigree's sake. But yeah, yeah, it would be nice yeah, to know things to actually be excited about.
1: Yeah. I do agree with Victor that a lot of, you know, Microsoft has been saying and showing us a lot more than Sony has. And what they've been saying is pretty exciting. Has me thinking about getting back into Xbox next gen. But, you know, we know a lot about our audience at IGN and our overwhelmingly prefers PlayStation over Xbox. And just anything that content performs better. And if you if you pull the audience they're much more excited for PS5 than Xbox, you know. So, I just like Justin was saying, when Sony is finally ready to really ramp up uh PlayStation 5 news, I think that's when you'll really see things take off. All right, I told you I had a good story uh from one of our listeners. Ooh. And uh, this is pretty crazy. Uh this is James who lives in Cumbria, England. I really enjoyed listening to your bonus chat last week about missing each other. Justin, you missed this, but we miss I miss you too. And I completely get what, uh, what you lot were saying. My wife and I have just spent the winter on a kayak expedition in Patagonia. We were kayaking for 89 days and traveled over 2,500 kilometers. On this journey, we were by ourselves. We didn't see anybody else apart from the occasional fishing boat in the distance. Even though I loved this and it was a mind-altering experience, I missed my 3DS and PS4. Just before we rounded the infamous Cape Horn, I received a message on our satellite phone from my dad saying there is a pandemic affecting the world and advises us to come home when possible. With no internet or any other way to get info, we uh, were stressed but continued our journey around the tip of South America and headed to port. We landed in Porto Williams and changed our flights and arrived home to a different England than when we left. Sadly, I haven't spent any real time with other people who aren't my wife since November. And your comments really registered with me as I really miss all my buddies at work. Luckily, my PlayStation has helped me keep in touch. I am an outdoor educator by trade and have been furloughed for now. Since I've, got home, th- since I've gotten home, I've run and cycled a lot, but also completed the new Star Wars game, Outer Worlds, Uncharted 4, and the Patapon Collection. I've just found Sleeping Dogs on the PSN, and wow, what a game, a true Hong Kong crime film, but in video game form. This made me think, what older and cheaper games do the gang recommend that you can easily pick up digitally that may have been hidden gems? First of all, that's such a crazy story. to be. Yeah. That would be crazy if there weren't a pandemic to be on an 89-day yeah. uh, kayaking trip and miss this, everything yeah. yeah
0: but you expect to come home to be able <laughs> to see your friends exactly. and tell them your travel yeah. stories yeah i like, guess the one silver lining is this thing has been ongoing since november december actually so uh yeah. you, you managed to avoid all of that <laughs>
3: I, I also think- I, that's not the first time I've heard that story. Like there was a another podcast I listened to, stuff You should know, and they, uh, we're talking about a similar story about hiking and missing this entirely. What What I would prefer is if, when Dad writes me and says that message, to also say it's not like a disease that makes like ninety percent of the world turn inside out and just right. bleed. You know, maybe maybe yeah. qualify the pandemic.
0: people more details. World that's changing.
3: what. I- but I also want to know a little bit more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say where like COVID 19 is super super serious please stay home it's very scary but like if you get a message on your satellite phone that says there's a global pandemic come home right now it's yeah. like i jumped
3: zombies or ebola you know? yeah
2: <laughs> or like people turning level? inside out
3: yeah, yeah. people <laughs> turning inside out lots of blood
1: <laughs> um uh well we're glad you are home safe james uh so we just found uh which one? What's Sleeping Dogs. He's looking for other games like that that are digitally available. Uh, Saints Row the Third is being remastered and coming out in May, May 22nd. If you like Sleeping Dogs, I think you'll definitely like Saints Row the Third. Um, I was just should looking at other the... sort of... Go ahead. Oh, you should. he you should get
2: into the uh, uh, the Yakuza games. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, they're and cheap 12. and inexpensive. They're all super long, super great.
3: The remakes yeah. specifically are supposed to be really good, right? Kiwami yeah, Kiwami
2: stuff. 1 and 2 is good. Zero, in my opinion, is the best one.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Resident Evil 4 is on Switch. It's great. um, As per my usual fashion to remember any games that I've played, I had to go through my trophies list. So I went through my trophies list on PS4, uh, and I scrolled way down to look for older games that I also assume um, are are cheaper at this point. Uh, And one, do you guys remember... Damon won't, because he he was not on paternity leave at the time, but do you guys remember what my uh, 20 questions was when I took over during Gamescom? Was it
3: from before 2000?
0: Uh, I don't remember at this point. I don't think so. No, it's after. You, you remember what it was? No? Apparently it was a repeat. The Saboteur. The
1: Saboteur. Mm. The Saboteur yeah. is good. Is that I really available? I like
0: that
1: one. Can you play I, that on PS4?
0: I played it on PS4. I assume unless something happened to its digital edition. I assume it's wow. still available.
3: I'm confirming.
0: Um, yeah, please do. But um, also... Plan- oh, you go.
2: Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
3: It's only four ninety nine.
2: <laughs> there <laughs> you
0: go.
3: You nailed Perfect. it.
1: Wait, who made Saboteur?
0: Um, it
3: Odin, was our pandemic studios.
1: I just no. wanted—I just wanted to point that out.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: that's points. not cool. Not that was cool.
0: their—that was their swan song.
3: My my
2: intention when I'm done with uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is to play Final Fantasy XIII, which mm-hmm. I never played when it came out. Wow and that game in particular seems to be having a little bit of a moment right now because final fantasy 7 remake is extremely linear right like it's just a straight yeah. through adventure and everyone's savaged 13 for that like maybe correctly like you know you're not making a lot of decisions you're just sort of going down corridors but like i said this before about 7 but like at certain times in my life that's kind of just what i want like i don't need a big giant world to explore i just want to go on an adventure from like point a to point b and so i think that 7 remake has some people recontextualizing 13 and like that criticism is super valid and legitimate but like maybe it's still an adventure worth going on and a story worth experiencing Um and that game can be played on Xbox through uh, backwards compatibility if you get the uh, last gen version or it's on uh, PC it's on Steam yeah
3: I think you could aim high and go for all the tens you might have missed and the witness is a good one for that yeah. that's true
1: yeah, that's a good. If point. you
0: do want a Final Fantasy where you can explore a little bit more, this is 10. my monthly reminder that Final Fantasy X is amazing, and they have the HD remaster available yeah. for PC, PS4. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Just play the Final Fantasy to- games. Play twelve. Twelve's really good. Just yeah. play all
0: of them. Just go through all of them.
1: Yeah, um, I've still never played ten. I should. I should check that out at some point.
0: I think you should start at one and end at six. I think you should start at <laughs> ten and end at ten. <laughs> <laughs> I have one right. more recommendation.
1: Okay, yes, what is it?
0: Split second. You guys remember that game?
1: Mm-hmm. The racing yeah. game?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: that was a cool, explode. it was like a racing, yeah, a destruction game. Not like Burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It was a Disney it.
1: game. It was a Disney interactive game, I think.
3: That's right. I don't know if this is cheap now, but I love Gravity Rush 2. It's so I like, good.
1: I like that one a lot too.
3: It's really fun. I just I start <clears> to finish. I, it's a really beatable, fun game, and it feels great, and it's a good feeling game these times. That's really. It's got cats in it.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, that brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Clark Petrie. Let's the questioning begin.
3: Hmm. Could this have appeared in Nintendo Power during the entire run of Nintendo? Yes. Cool. Ooh. They only covered Nintendo games and it only went to like 2015. Does this Was this game made by Nintendo? No. Did this come out on a cartridge?
2: Yes. Did this game come out on a Super Nintendo cartridge? No.
1: NES? No. That's five.
3: Wow. Crap. So Game Boy Advance or Game Boy or 64? Is this a, yes. go ahead, Tina?
0: I was just gonna say, is it a puzzle game?
3: It is not a puzzle game. Because if it was Doctor Mario, you'd have to tell us.
2: <laughs> uh, did this game come out on um, on a handheld console, a handheld Nintendo console?
1: Uh, a port of it did, and it's a completely different game.
3: Oh, okay. So, but Nintendo is that what you... game that was on Game Boy and Game Boy, or something like that.
2: Okay, so you we think it's a Nintendo 64 game as a result of that answer.
3: Maybe <laughs> that's really funny. I bet yeah. it's I bet it's uh what's the um what's the Conquerors Bad Fur Day that came out as a Game Boy yeah. game that was looked at.
2: Yeah, Conker's Pocket Tales.
3: Yeah. Does this game star an animal?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Are humans animals?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, means. I forgot about that. I can't use that question.
2: <laughs> Uh, you, you said no. Uh, okay. Like, was this is this a Nintendo sixty four game? Yes. Okay. I know that's burning a question, but it was going to bother me the whole time. If
3: I didn't know. <laughs> Did you see that there's a backlash against was this well received? People are like, <laughs> what does that mean?
0: Using it. It got yes, good I, Well, now like I'm second it. guessing
3: myself, but it, it's actually really helpful for me because I like to know. Um, I I use
0: it to know yeah I use it to know like is this going to be top of mind or is this going to be something I forgot Mm
1: -hmm. yeah exactly
3: Uh, is the company that made this game still around
1: the developer is not and that's 10
0: I think it's safe to say it's part of a series if it is on multiple
3: yeah yeah it's so it's so few games got that weird like Game Boy port situation too or it could, have been gone, it could have gone to DS and then had like a, you know, a, a renaissance version. Could this be like a, no, it wouldn't be Pod Racer, right? Um,
2: could be anything. I mean, you know, it could be a fighting game. You know, those all got ported to uh, handhelds. Mm-hmm. Was this game developed in the United States? Yes.
3: Uh, is this based on a license? No.
0: I was thinking about that one, but I figured first party maybe narrows it down.
3: Well it's
2: not we know it's not a Nintendo made game. Well that's
0: right, it's not Nintendo.
2: Yeah, that makes it really
3: really hard. Hmm. Um
2: uh, Was the home console version of this game exclusive to the Nintendo 64 in the era in which the game initially came out? Yes. Cool. So it's a Nintendo sixty four game that got a weird spin off
1: handled. Hold on, hold on. Uh, maybe make sure it's the console exclusive. Correct. Yeah,
2: so it's not it's it's not um it sounds like I, it know,
3: had a PC version too.
2: Yeah, fair enough. But I mean it didn't hit the PS1 basically. So that eliminates all the all the uh, like yeah, it's not Madden.
1: Mhm. is this a Dami game? No. I've I've never played it. Hmm. Could it be a um could
3: it be a sporty game?
2: I mean, maybe, but it would have to be exclusive to the N64, but not made by Nintendo. So, like, probably not. Maybe I it's a know.
3: Mario part? No, it's not. this Darn it. Um, um, this, this and it was a made by a... Because
0: that would get fighting games in there.
1: Is yeah, it multiplayer? It's... There is a multiplayer mode, and that's 15.
0: So, so it's not a fighting game?
2: It was made by a U.S. company that's not in business anymore. It was exclusive to the N64, but got a weird... Handheld like version that doesn't count. It's like one of the main
3: versions. I would have figured Damon has played every single Nintendo sixty four game because that was his era, and I saw a picture of him playing Nintendo sixty four recently. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and I was there in that picture, then uh, <laughs> I would think that it'd be very unusual that he didn't play this game. You don't. Um. You don't play as an animal. Mm-mm.
2: Are you? Um. Are you driving or piloting a vehicle in this game?
1: No.
0: Are you platforming?
1: No. Not not to any significant extent, I don't think.
0: Okay, so there's minimal jumping on ledges for yeah. access to other platforms, I imagine.
2: Hmm. We 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 screwed this one up.
0: Do, it could do, be anything. You it could be any it's, it could
3: be any game. This is from before 2000, right?
2: Well, it's an N64 I, game. You we never asked ask, that question. We never
3: asked that? Okay.
2: It could be, like, what was that cover shooter, that, like, military shooter? There was, like, a win-back on the N64? That's such a weird deep cut, and I only remember it because it did a cover shooting system before, you know, before, like, God of War, or Gears of War, I mean. It, so, um,
3: I mean, is this, should we ask? Did you ask about, shoot, about shooties? Is that what you asked? No,
2: I we didn't ask any of that. Like, does this game take place on like on Earth, on like a, a modern day Earth?
1: Uh, it's supposed to be Earth, and I, I guess at some points you're in modern day, and some points you. <laughs>
0: so there's time travel.
1: Wait, times.
2: Um, times.
0: Time can spoilers? you say that?
1: Can you say that again? It does. It is supposed to take place on Earth, but you're not always in modern day. That's such a good hint.
3: I mean, everything points to Perfect Dark for me, but the company's still around. Yeah. Because that had that crappy Game Boy version. It wasn't developed in Japan. It's an exclusive. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Um, okay. So I don't think it can be Time Splitters because those were multi platform, although that's an excellent guess. I don't think it can be Turok because they're exclusively in the past, aren't they? Mm hmm. Um, okay. Although they, they, I think they were N64
1: exclusive.
3: What are we missing here, Damon? Do the Turok games
2: have you a sh- modern
1: day? You day? should, have, you should have asked if it's well received.
3: Why well, is <laughs> it well? Is it a stinker?
1: Yes, yes it is oh, a stinker. stinker. That's it. Uh-huh. That you, you're out of questions now.
3: Usually those are licensed games. Yeah.
1: This is. I'll tell you. It's one of the most infamous stinkers. I, I was
3: going to say. Yeah. It sounds like a. It's like a famous stinker, like Superman 64, right? Um.
1: But Man. I can reveal the answer if
3: Bubsy three D.
2: You don't have any guesses. He gave us such a good hint with like the modern day Earth stuff. But
1: I don't think we can capitalize. Yeah. You got a four for my
3: <laughs> Really, that's a great score. I Quick, love go- that. That's so, <laughs> so, so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, it is Dai Katana. Ah, oh. John Romero's. Infamous Daikatana. I that didn't come to other consoles at the time? PC and Nintendo 64. Wow. And there's a Game Boy Color port that's a totally different game. <laughs> I want to play that. Yeah.
3: I wouldn't have gotten that. I I only remember that game. I probably haven't heard that name in, in 20 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never played one. the game. Yeah, it's supposed to be really bad though. Uh do you know that you you play a Japanese person like every person in the game has a Japanese name? And it's just like, it's like the most stereotypical stuff that John Romero just thought of. of No way. And then you travel, you time travel around to different time periods. And did I ever tell this story? I've probably mentioned this before, that I used to spend New Year's Eves with John Romero because he was dating my friend's cousin in Olathe, Kansas. And my friend, his family would have a big New Year's Eve gathering and John Romero would be there. Did you talk to him? Yeah, that's like when I was in high school, and when I was starting to go to E3, and I would talk to him about that stuff. That's wow. insane! How has that <laughs> ever come up? I've known you for like, like nine said, years. I feel like I've said that before. Yeah, on the I've never show. Heard that it's story. probably that's been a long really time. Really
3: cool. That's really cool.
2: That's a crazy anecdote, Damon. Yeah, I just, <laughs> if I were you, I'd be <laughs> trotting <laughs> that out all the time. Have you seen him recently?
1: No, no, no. I haven't seen him. Well, they clearly broke up.
3: This is when
1: this is yeah. They did break up. This is when I was in high school. Okay. It's a long time ago.
3: If you saw him recently, would you be like, do you remember I met you at that party?
1: I, 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 high <laughs> In 1997? <laughs> <remember me>? Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is like, so this is like, yeah, this would have been right around the time he would have been working on Dyke and Thompson. Maybe a little bit after that. Anyway. That's, crazy. that's my story. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Borbo working behind the scenes. Everybody uh, stay home. Stay safe.